Certain smart, dumb podcast episodes contain language, and in certain cases, I released an edited version of it. In this case, our interview is going to be 100% raw and uncut. So if you have a language sensitivity, you might want to skip this one. Ain't nothing worse than a smart, dumb nigga. Alright, so hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Smart Dumb Podcast. Today I am incredibly excited because I am joined by a gentleman that I've known for years. And at the same time, uh, he's grown so much from both what he actually is and what I perceived and got you know, from him when I first met him. Uh, so with no further ado, I would like to introduce you all to BP out of Arizona. I'm going to step back and let him tell you a little bit about himself. And we're going to get this thing started. So go ahead, BP. Thank you for having me here, Brad. Thank you for having me. Man. It was so good to uh, see you a few weeks ago. Yeah, as you, as you mentioned on the, on the intro there, we've known each other for a few years. Uh, I don't know if you've ever told your audience, but I'm going to tell them right now. So I, I mean, I, I, knew, I knew Jamel for a while. I, we met because of poetry. Over at uh, Home Base Poetry, he, he was just one of the guys who was constantly there. And I was one of the people who was constantly there and just, just sharing our poetry and stuff. And then one day, you know, I reached out and, and uh, I said, hey, you know, I'm thinking of starting a poetry. I want to do a one-time one only show called Fuck Yo Couch Poetry. And I need somebody to help me out. So <laughs> Jamel was actually one of the guys who was part of the Fuck Yo Couch team. And, uh, you know, urban legend is true with that one. We literally got kicked out of the fucking building before we got to start the show. <laughs> Woo, man, people still talk about it to this day, Jamal. That, that's been like, what, four years ago or whatever that yeah. time frame was? Yeah, it was a while. still bring it up. Man, people still. I was at a jam session a few days ago and people were bringing up, hey, when, when are you going to do Fuck Yo Couch? <laughs> That's awesome. So anyway, yeah, I've known, I've known him for uh, for a very long time, but I think uh, one of the things that uh, brought us closer together was just entrepreneurship in general, you know, even though we met through poetry. Uh, and poetry to me has always been a release. I've never took it seriously. I've never, um, you know, I've never, I don't have a book. I don't have a CD. I don't have anything that I'm pitching on that end. Yeah, I'm just, I'm glad to see that you took that leap. I'm glad to see that things are working out for you, man. And, and I'm really excited to be here on the show. Excellent. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. Um, and, and we'll see. See, I, I, what I'm looking forward to is just us having this conversation. And by the end of this conversation, when somebody comes back and they first heard he say, I am so excited and so honored that you took this time out with me. They're going to see why. They're going to understand just how much knowledge, just how much experience you have, just the, the personality that you have that is something that people can learn from. Even if, you know, cause, and we're going to get into that because there's a lot of people that immediately get turned off by how <laughs> you are and they don't even really get to know who you are. And at my point, at this stage of my life, I'm actually, now I fully embrace how you are. It's like, man, whatever. So what? You know what I mean? So we're definitely going to get into that. You got a chance to see me from that point of view initially. And not only did you get a chance to see me, but you got a chance for, to see those around you see me. Yeah, so people have this tendency where they just, they automatically make perceptions. They automatically make assumptions as to who, what somebody should be based on who they are, based on what their title is. And because of that, a lot of times people end up missing out on an opportunity to miss, uh, to, to meet people, to, to kind of get to know people. And, and a lot of it is these perceptions, it's, it's these, these ideas that people have in their head that they hold so true. And if people come and just challenge that at, at one bit, it's almost like challenging them personally. They, they mm -hmm. take very offense to that. You know, they take very, they, they don't take very lightly to that especially when they, they're, they're so dead set on this is the way things are supposed to be. Here is how these people are supposed to act. And when you show them differently and, they, and you kind of fuck up their world in that sense, uh, they don't like it all that much. That's right. That's a great point. That's a great point. So 
as far as uh, you know, giving me credit uh, for not being one of those people, I mean, I'm glad that I wasn't one of those people because all I all that would have done is I would have missed out. Like you've gone on to do fantastic things, and I would have just been sitting over here. I mean, at this point now in 2017 and 2018, I would just be having a stank face. Like, man, why why is he? Why does he have this success? He doesn't deserve it because he's not quote unquote a good person because he cussed a couple times at an open mic. You know what I mean? So yeah, and I and I had that experience. One yeah. of my early business partners in real estate. So for you guys in the audience who don't know what I do, I, I raise me from investors and I buy apartment complexes. I, I buy apartment complexes nationwide, and I'm creating passive income, which is income coming in without you having to work. I'm creating that for myself and I'm creating that for my investors. Uh, in addition to that, I run a nonprofit called Together We Grow Phoenix, where we were actually today, we're doing an event specifically for 51 uh, underprivileged kids that, were, that we were able to get Christmas presents for. And we're gonna be wrapping up the gifts and dropping them off a little bit later on today. So a lot of times people, you know, they, they hear those things and they assume that I'm supposed to look a certain way, I'm supposed to talk a certain way. And one of my first, uh, one of my first partners in real estate, uh, you know, I was I was doing my thing. I was working. He didn't know about my poetry stuff. I was just running my poetry game the way that I does, and people didn't really know my, about my business side. One day he calls me into his office and he's like, "Hey, man, um, somebody that I whose opinion I hold very closely told me that I shouldn't do business with you." And I'm like, "Why? What, you know, what, what the fuck did I do or whatever?" Well, it turns out that it was his fucking sister. And she had seen me perform at home base one time. So because I got up on stage and I was fucking saying motherfuck this and throw pennies at holes or whatever the fuck I said that particular time, you know, she automatically assumed that she knew me. She automatically assumed that she knew the type of character that I was and the type of business person that I was. You know, and eventually he got over that, but it just, it opened up my eyes to how people perceive that. And a lot of times, it, it, it was funny to run into people at networking events, business networking events, who didn't know I was a businessman and who had only seen me perform poetry. And, and I would know that based on their reaction. I have a lot of people that come up to me for many different reasons, whether it's for the poetry stuff, whether it's for my videos that I do, whether it's for the podcast, whether it's because they've been following me on social media, they've been following my journey, they like what I do, they want to get into real estate, real estate investing, whatever. I have a lot of people who come up to me all the fucking time. But there's a certain look that people give me when they're like, holy fuck, I didn't know you were this. I mean, and, and, it, and you know, as it started kind of coming out more, HB or home base, he, uh, he started giving me a few shout outs. He was, you know, saying this, this and that. Other people were following me on social media and they saw the success that was, that was coming in, especially when I was fixing and flipping, you know, a shit ton of houses. People that used to look at me with disgust now look at me with fucking admiration. You know, <laughs> people would look at me like, uh, I would what the fuck let you get up on stage? Uh, uh, uh. Now would look at me like, oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, you're, you're that BP guy, huh? It, it, it was very, very, very crazy to me. So perception is reality for a lot of people. And I want you to take this, like, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. It's something that we've learned. It's something that, that we've heard, but it's something that we all do. Everybody judges a book by its by the cover, whether you agree or not. That's a lot of times we were taught. A lot of times we don't even know not to judge a book by its cover. Yeah. But because we we have these perceptions, and as I was saying, people's realities are based around these perceptions that they have in their head. So I remember, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a Latin. I'm a brown skinned guy. I remember my brother used to work at all these factories. Uh, he he was a factory worker for a while. And he was always complaining about white people. And he was like, you know, white people are this and white people are that. And they're just this and they're just that. And I'm like, yeah, some of them, <laughs> but not all of them, you know. I, and, I, and I remember telling him this. I remember telling him this. I was like, look, man, white people are cool once you get past their fucking weirdness. That's just that, you know, that's just what it is. You just get past their whiteness and then they're just like us. They're just like regular ass fucking people. And he was like, ah, oh, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. Until he met his first white friend. And then he was, you know, they had a, they had a few things in common, not everything, but a few, and they, they hung out and they were always kicking it and drinking and, you know, just having a good time together. And one day he told me, he was like, yeah, you know, that, that stuff that you told me a while back that how they're cool and you just got to get past it, man, I, I'm really glad I listened to you. So yeah, that's one thing that I would put out to the audience, you know, don't ever 
judge a book by its cover. If you see somebody somebody out there driving a nice car, living in a nice neighborhood, wearing fancy jewelry, that does not mean that they're successful. That doesn't even mean that they that they have anything. You know, they. I know it from my industry, from the real estate industry. There's a lot of time for people who are out there posting checks, but they don't put out there that not all of that is profit. Mm. Not all of that belongs to them. Yeah. Hell, I've 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 gotten a check for fifty thousand dollars and lost money on the deal. <laughs> I mean, I I have a check. I can post a check saying, "Hey, it's a fifty thousand dollar fucking check." But perception is reality. And and on the flip side of that. I have met multi, multi, multi millionaires and fucking billionaires. And these You'll people really look like it. I mean, you could tell like, oh, you know, this person probably got a little bit of money or oh, whatever, but you wouldn't be able to tell unless they, they decided to open up in that, in that matter. That's great. That's great. That's a lot, lot right there. That was great. I think I'll try to combine two of them. So first you were talking about how people know you or how they see you. So some might be, you know, in the poetry scene and then they might, you know, see the the posts that you make. And one of the big things is a lot of people just change their perception of you because HB told them to. He's the choir director and he got up there and he said, hey, I have a lot of respect for this guy. You all should too. And right on cue, everybody was like, yep, me too. I'm going to do that too. And uh, so shout out, first of all, since we haven't properly done it, shout out to Harold Branch, HB, host of Home Based Poetry. And they're coming up on the 10th anniversary of my personal favorite uh, open mic in the country. I live in the Maryland area at this point. I have traveled the country, but personally, that is my favorite poetry set bar now. So shout out to him. Shout out, shout out to HB. Absolutely, 100%. And, and shout out to him using, you know, his influence, for lack of a better term, to say that, you know, for the people who, and, and it's really simple. He just supports those who are supportive. Because there's been many times, and I plan to talk to him very soon, so he'll let him speak to that. But there are many times that he's you done that same thing that he's done for BP, that he's done for myself, that edification to somebody that then turned around and completely shit on him. And yeah, I mean, to, you can to talk his, about it. To his credit, HB was one of these people. So HB had a perception about me initially. Yeah. I had this poem that I did where I, where I talked about throwing pennies at bitches. And, and I, know the, I know how it sounds based on what I said, but the reality of the poem was I was making fun of the people who were throwing dollars and saying they're going to make it rain. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to make it hail and I'm going to throw pennies. Right. And, and the whole premise of the poem was talking about how women had become very materialistic in what they wanted in a man. And everything was based on these false perceptions that you see in music videos. Nonetheless, because of the, because of the title, because of basically talking about throwing pennies at bitches, people were, were automatically making assumptions. HB was one of those people. However, sometime in our, in our future, we ended up meeting up. I, I was at a date somewhere and he just happened to be there and I was struggling with my business. And I said, Hey, HB, I'm a business owner. I know you really don't like me like that, but you know, I have some questions about my business and would I be able to like ask you something? So we were, we were waiting on a drink or something and he said, yeah, sure. You, you know, you got a few minutes. So I, I asked him and he gave me some advice. And from there he asked to meet with me. And he said, hey, man, um, I want to, you know, I thought I knew who you were, but I think there's something different. Let's talk here. Now, mind you, at this point, he was very anti-BP at his establishment. He, he has a very he has a very good reputation for what he does. He, he, you know, he has a certain type of audience, certain demographic that he didn't want me pissing off. So he wanted to sit down with me. And because to his credit, he took the time, we went out to lunch, and he said, dude, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your poem. Tell me about what you do. Tell me what you're looking to accomplish. And I kind of gave him the, the lowdown, and he was like, okay, perfect. That, that sounds good. You know, don't act a fucking fool, and I'll give you the, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt until you break that trust. And, and we've been able to build an amazing relationship with that. And, yeah, shout out to him for using his influence, for a lack of better term, to let people know, hey, you know, not everything is what they seem. Because I know for a fact that it happened to other people, and I know for a fact that it's happened to HB, where people from the audience will come up to him and be like, 
why the fuck are you let that guy up there? You know, yeah. do you know about this guy? Do you know who he is? So, you know, it comes with the territory. It comes with, it comes with being a, a mover and shaker and a disruptor. As I'm saying, you're challenging people's beliefs. It's very easy for somebody to look at me when they don't know me at all. They go to this poetry show. I'm up there talking about throwing pennies at bitches. And, and they, don't, they, they close off and they don't even hear the rest of the poem. They don't even oh. hear the message. It's right. very easy for those people to then start making judgment and saying, well, no, he's a piece of shit. I mean, obviously, like, just look at him. How, how can a guy like that even be doing anything? Like, who would, who would let him run anything? You know, I've been on the news. Uh, you know, I've raised a, a ton of money. I, I have a bunch of properties all over the place. I've done a bunch of fix and flips. And now all of a sudden, it's like their perception is fucked up because mm-hmm. what they thought I should be, I'm not. And even even so, there you got the, the, you know, the so-called classy folks that heard maybe the first two lines, the title of the poem was like, nope, not trying to hear that for four minutes. Didn't even exactly. The then you had the raggedy group of people who heard that poem was like, yes, I've been waiting. Like some of the women that come up and talk about breakups, some of these other people is trying to trying to paint men. And so let's bring these women down the peg. And they would have been sorely disappointed when your post seemed like it was going one way and it zigzagged another way. And now they just both, now, now everybody's confused. Yep. <laughs> and that's because <laughs> so, of perception. That's yeah. because of what people's perceptions are. My mentor tells me all the time that we have a story in our head. Mm-hmm. So everybody listening right now has a story in their head. And the reason why you are where the fuck you are right now is because you believe that fucking story. Mm-hmm. So my brother believed for the longest time that white people were the fucking devil. Like he truly, truly believed that. And because he believed that everything because of the law of attraction, everything that came his way basically reminded him that white people were the fucking devil until he stopped believing that story. And, and whether it's that, whether it's, hey, I deserve to work at this job, or hey, I could never start my own, my own business, or hey, I would like to start my own business. Hey, you know, that, that, I would love to take a trip to Costa Rica one day. That place looks amazing. I don't know if I can. I mean, that traveling, that's not for us. Like, we never did that growing up. You start believing this bullshit. And whatever that is, like I said, you're constantly looking for a way to validate just, just like people were looking for me to go in there and act a fool, um, because that would validate what they were already thinking. People were also hoping to get offended because that's what they, that would validate what they were already thinking anyway. And when people take the time like you did and say, you know what, here's the perception, but let me find out for reals because nobody really knows. You know, nobody knows at anything. And, I, and I've mentioned to you, and our private conversation that we had when you were at my house, mm-hmm. you know, that nobody knows the bad shit that went on this year. Mm-hmm. Nobody, every, everybody sees the good that happened in my life. Everybody saw me go from owning two units to about a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody saw me explode. Everybody saw me go in and start speaking on stages and everything. People saw all that shit, but nobody paid attention or nobody cared to know about all the bullshit that came with it. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared to know about all the struggles that really happened. And a lot of times people make perceptions when they're like, oh, well, this guy, he's good, man. Look at him. He's good. He's out there traveling the world. He's out there having fun. You know, he just posted that he went, took himself out to Vegas and he, he ate on top of the stratosphere just because he fucking could. Like, <laughs> man, let, what, what does this guy worry about? Like, man, man, right. I wish I, wish, <laughs> I wish I had his life. And it's like, do you really? Are you sure? And that's one of the things that I tell all my mentorship students. So I do have mentorship students. And uh, one of the things that I tell them before we even start lesson number one is, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking positive that you're looking to open up this can of worm? Are you sure that this is really the road that you want to go? Are you okay with people talking shit about you all the fucking time? Are you all right with people misunderstanding you and not wanting to understand because they're all right? Are you all right with your friends and family who you've grown up with fucking turning their back on you saying, oh, you think you're better than us, even though you've never once fucking said that? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with people coming up to you just because they fucking want something from you? Are you okay with women pretending to fucking like you to go on dates because they're looking to get some tips on how the fuck to become real estate investors or entrepreneurs or whatever the fuck your fucking thing you're going to do? Are you okay with that? 
you know, and a lot of people are not. A lot of people are where they are because that's what they believe that they deserve. Mm-hmm. And most of that comes with what they're willing to put up with. You know, most people will bitch and complain about working at a regular job. However, you throw them into an entrepreneurial setting where you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, where you're, you're hoping that this client pays, where, where you know, fuck, you, you closed on a deal to pay the rent, and this motherfucker hasn't paid you yet. And now you're still having to struggle and figure this out. Uh, are, you, are you okay with sometimes having $500 a week come in and sometimes having $200 a week? Some, you know, one week might be a thousand. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, are, you, are you okay with not knowing that? And most people's answer to that is no. Right. That's why they stick to a fucking job that they can't stand. But no, as you said, most people just wouldn't, you know, are you sure? Are you sure that this is the life that you want to go with? And I would suggest, you know, at the same note of not judging a book by its cover, don't assume that you know people's lives. Right. Don't assume that you know. I remember when I was flipping houses, I used to tell people, man, this is a fucking job. It's a fun job. It's a rewarding job. It's a very uh, financially lucrative job, but it's still a fucking job. It still requires my time and attention. It still requires me to do here. And, and you know, where, where people would go to work, let's say you're working at a call center, you fuck up a customer service call, what, you get reprimanded, you get written up by your fucking office, whatever. You know, I fuck up a flip. Now I owe people thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that I had that I have personally guaranteed to them. Most people don't want that type of fucking pressure. Yeah, that's Most crazy. People don't want that type of responsibility. That's crazy. That is very crazy. You know, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I mean, you talk about what a ruin. Like, you come home from a a long day and that's your story and then sit back and listen to what people have come from and say it's a long day because their boss misinterpreted them because this email came from the coworker they don't like, you know, and that's not, we're not going to sit up here and say like, I'm not, you know, some people legitimately have problems, but some of y'all just complain just because it's Monday, for example. And Playing again. Uh, people literally get excited on Thursday heading into Friday because they got quote unquote freedom and they literally start getting depressed. Uh, on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday after about 7 p.m. It's like, oh, yep. shit, I got to get up again. Well, and that, that, goes to the, um, that goes to the point that I was talking about that everybody has a story made up. Mm-hmm. So, look, if we're, if we're 100% honest, what mm-hmm. is the difference? between a Monday and a Friday. Like, if we didn't have these rules that tell us that, you know, because what is, what is really the difference? It's, it's the fucking sun goes up, the sun goes down. Yes. It's just a day. But because of calendars, because of these stories that we made up, because work sucks and weekends are awesome, you know, those, those type of things. And that, that's programmed to us back from when we were kids. From, yes. oh, fuck, I got to go to school, too. Oh, hell yeah, it's Friday, pizza day. Remember that shit? We had yeah. pizza day at school. Yeah. They, they used to fucking, they used to bribe us and teach us that Fridays were good. Right. And then we had, thank God, it's Friday and all kinds of other shit. Right. You know, these are all these things that are that are basically brought to us and, um, and, and shoved down our fucking throats when in reality it's just another day. So it's because of these stories that people have. And you, you, you said it correctly. People start getting depressed, like really, really fucking depressed. Uh, Sunday, right? You know, about 5 p.m. ish or so. Oh, fuck. Uh, back to reality. This sucks. And then Thursdays, you're there. Oh, yeah, man. It's coming out Friday. It's cool. Yeah, it's casual Friday. Oh, we get to do this. We get to leave early. Yeah, I'm going to go out in the club. It's going to be fun. They're, they're, they're basically making up all these stories as to why they should be happy or why they should be sad. And, you know, I, I really think that the message that I'm really trying to put out to your audience there is don't judge a book by its cover and, and perceptions are reality. And, and they're not real, but they're reality to you. Yes. If you yes. see somebody a certain way, they're going to be that way until you see them a, a different way, until you get information. And that's why, you know, I gave you the big shout out in the beginning because a lot of people didn't give me that chance. 
A lot of people had to wait for HB to be like, oh, no, 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 he's got my stamp of approval. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a good guy. I've already vetted him. Like, he's cool. Right. Most people couldn't get past that. And it's funny because it happens to me even in the business world. Right. There's sometimes where I would go, I, I was asked to speak at an event, bro. I was, I was the guest speaker at this one particular event. It was a mix of newbies and people who had some experience. And I walked in there, there's a handful of people that I know, and I'm like, hey, what's up, motherfuckers? How the fuck are you guys, man? Dude, man, let me tell you what the fuck happened here with this goddamn fucking seller, right? So all of a sudden, some fucking, some old man, he's sitting across the aisle, and he's like, excuse me, uh, can you please wait? And I'm like, yeah, man, mind your own fucking business, right? And I just went, like, that's what I told him. And then I just went back and continued my fucking story. So the whole time, man, I could just feel him fucking just staring me down, just fucking, just being angry and, and just like, just staring at me, man, just really, really not liking me. Uh, and then they called me up to speak and, and the look on his face was fucking hilarious. Uh, the look on his face to me was just great. But what made it even better was that I got up there and my fucking message was y'all are fucking full of shit. Mm. And I want you guys to write this down that nobody gives a fuck about you. In this business, nobody gives a fucking shit about you, man. And that was, I went into it. I had a 30 minute speech where I just kind of pummeled that, you know, pummeled that message in. At the end, this old man comes up to me. He's like, man, you were my favorite speaker of the night, bro. Like, oh, I really loved it. I really loved your, that you came out and were giving me all the truth and blah, 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 blah. But he already had his mind kind of made up initially. Yeah. So did he even, did he even acknowledge that? that I mean, he was the same guy. Like you, you were the same guy. You came in, you showed up, you know, you were yourself. Then it came time to deliver a message and you delivered the message. Did he come up and acknowledge, hey, I thought I thought I was Of course not. Of course not. Of course not, man. It, it, it's very rare that people will admit that. Because yes. once again, that, that goes to show that they fucked up, that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. That their gut feeling was not the right gut Man, feeling. That talk they about were judging you. Yes. Well, it, it's really hard. You know, it's really easy to point at somebody else and be like, "Oh, you fucked up, man. You should have. You should have fucking looked at BP, or you should have gave him the benefit of the doubt." Mm-hmm. But in reality, most people don't do that. And mm-hmm. if and if they do do that, it's very rare that they'll ever admit it. So I mm-hmm. talked about, you know, I talked about this year being an awesome, amazing year, but also being a really hard year for me. And one of the things that happened this year was I had met uh, I had met a woman and she was just freaking amazing, and um, she just freaking turned just really just from one day to the other just turned and and mm-hmm. once we broke up she started saying that I had physically abused her. Yeah. Now there was there was no proof about that and eventually that came out to be a lie. One lady messaged me and and um, and this is where I you know the point of the story is this lady messaged me and she said hey. Uh, BP, I just want to apologize to you. And I said, why is that? And she's like, well, I was a, I was a victim of domestic violence. So when your ex-girlfriend said that you were beating on her, I just automatically uh, assumed and, and, and I just autom- automatically believed her. And, you know, after kind of looking at her actions for the next few days and your actions and then just remembering, you know, um, she's like, seriously, this guy that I went to Haiti with, Haiti. Who's working with me to the orphanage, yeah, who was who who carries around this stuffed monkey, uh, the, the same playful guy that was crying that we literally had to peel out of the goddamn fucking orphanage because he didn't want to leave these kids. Mm-hmm. Like that same guy is the guy that was supposed to be beating on this girl. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. So anyway, she changed her mind. She eventually found out that it was a lie, and she she apologized to me. But then I was thinking, I was like, man, how many people made the exact same uh, judgment? but they never acknowledged it. Right. You know, they, they never once said, Hey, we're sorry. Hey man, fuck. I fucked up. Like I really fucked up. And it was really, really bad because during that scenario, I remember that, um, my ex-girlfriend spoke to all of my ex-girlfriends and that she had all these screenshots and I used to beat all of, all of them too. Well, Mm -hmm. my public figure in, in Phoenix, and with a pretty large following on social media and people knew that we were together. So her inbox was getting just flooded with people constantly asking her, Hey, did this happen? Did this happen? And eventually she had to come out and say, look, I don't fucking know this chick. 
BP's never done this to me. He's never put laid a finger on me, you know, just whatever. So because of that, we ended up talking to her and I was just like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry that you got even involved in this. And then she said, she said something that really just struck awe to me. She said, it was like these people wanted it to be true. Mm. And this goes back to the stories. All yeah. these people have the stories made up in their heads yeah. that they know. They're like, okay, okay, so he's doing real estate stuff. He's doing this, this nonprofit stuff, but I don't believe him. There's something wrong. There's something yeah. shady there. Like, he, he's not, he, I, I went to fucking school. I went to a HGDC or whatever the fuck they call these things, you know. <laughs> I, I, I got my degree, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> he's a fucking, he's a street kid. And he, he cusses like a motherfucker. He's out there smoking weed right on Facebook. He's constantly talking about his ladies or whatever. Like, there's got to be something wrong. Right. So when anything came up that semi-looked wrong, people jumped on it like fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't know if you were there for home base when I did the poem with HB where he translated for me. I, but there was a... Yeah, I don't think I, I, don't think I was there. I definitely heard about it. So my own... <laughs> There was a story going around that never happened, never, ever happened. So one day I'm having lunch with HB, as we tend to do, and um, I said, hey, man, do you remember that time that you kicked me off the stage of home base? And he's like, no. And I'm like, neither do I. But all these people are fucking talking about it like it happened. Like, it was this urban legend that, that HB had fucking kicked me off the stage because I was going too fucking crazy. So I said, let's play on this. Like, let's play on people's perception. Okay. I'm going to go on stage and I'm going to act a fucking fool. And then you're going to walk up and then everybody's going to assume that you're going to kick me out. And then we're going to fuck with them. And you're going to say, no, I'm not going to kick him out. Actually, I know him. He's a good dude. I'm going to translate for him. So I was able to go fucking buck wild. And then he translated it in a very formal, educated way that HB knows how to do. That only works because of people's perceptions mm. that only worked because of people's stories that they had made up. Right. Just like my ex-girlfriend said, Hey, it felt, it's like they wanted it to be true. People have these perceptions. They were like, Oh, we knew one day you were going to fucking go buck wild. And one yeah. day HB was going to kick you out. Oh, I'm so glad that I'm going to be here to watch this. And then they're yeah. like, what the fuck just exactly. happened? <laughs> exactly. Alone Highway Tutoring is the premier solution for education in the DMV area and online. The website is now live, www.alonehighway.com. Check out information on the tutors in the team and book your session today. And look out for Alone Highway Tutoring on other social media platforms. The Smart Dumb Podcast and Alone Highway Tutoring are proudly featured on Bob Spotter. Bob Spotter is your stop for finding Black-owned businesses across the globe. Download their app on Android and iTunes and visit www.bobspotter.com for more information. So that, even that, I love Arizona. I love Phoenix. I was I lived there for six years. My parents have been there since 2003 three um you know so a lot of love for phoenix and that's why i can be so forthright and say that is one gossiping chatty ass city and i really need y'all to come up with better things to do with your lives and and if you're in ears listening and this applies to you then i'm talking to you and if you have a problem i still do business there and that's the beauty of you and HB. See, you all had an issue or, you know, even if it was one-sided or whatever, it was a disagreement, which made it mm-hmm. a issue. And instead of going on fa- social media and just letting the thoughts spill and not even bothering to at the other person, instead of subliminal posts, instead of going in somebody else's inbox to talk about that person, you all met in a face-to-face setting and you talked it out. And being grown you know, mature adults and men, you realize it wasn't even really, I mean, you know, he'll he'll talk about his upbringing. You had up your upbringing. You know what real beef is. You know what real problems are. And you realize this ain't even it. This is not, this is, we actually have so much in common. And now that's where we we ended up having much more in common. Yes. 
And honestly, HB has become kind of like a mentor to me, especially when it comes to public speaking and when it comes to poetry. Mm-hmm. So I've been, you know, I've, I've talked to him about different things. I said, hey, man, I want to talk about this or I want to do this and here. And, you know, we're, we're able, to, we've been able to build a friendship because of what happened during that time. I wasn't, because, dude, I was, man, when I first met HB, I was like, man, look at this fucking Carlton-ass motherfucker over here. <laughs> fucking preppy-ass motherfucker. It was like, man, fuck him. You know, like, I, but I didn't know him. I didn't know any different. It, it took me to, to take my ego out of the side. And mind you, like I said, I, he didn't approach me. I approached him. I said, hey, man, dude, I'm, I have this issue. I know that you're a right. businessman. I want to ask you these questions. Now, he could have easily been like, man, fuck you, dude. Like, right. man, I don't, I don't help people like you. But no, he took the time. He sat down. We talked. And as I said, because of that, we've been able to build a friendship, a mentorship, where every few months I go and we have lunch and we'll, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about that. And as I've been able to progress and grow within my building, uh, within, my, you know, within my structure here, it's just been an amazing thing to see for people like him who now get to basically say, hey, I told you so. Yeah, you know, the, right. the very the very first person, and you may know her, Wisdom Soul, she yeah. is a local poet here. Well, she was the very first person to ever let me get up on stage. Um, and, and she, I was wild when I first started. Like, the person that you know now, I'm, that's very tame compared to the person that I was when I first started on the microphone. Think about. Believe it or not, believe it or not, Wisdom So got a lot of heat, a lot of shit, not only for letting me get on stage, but for allowing me to say my poems that I did. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit, a lot mm-hmm. of people, including HB, said, why the fuck are you letting this guy fucking talk like that? Like, oh, mm-hmm. hell no. Mm-hmm. She, when, when, whenever I'm brought up around her and I'm there, the smile on her face and how proud she is, you know, you, you can't, you can't fake that. Right. She, she has this, like, I told you so motherfuckers. Like <laughs> I knew there was something there. I knew that he was way, you know, I knew that what you guys saw was not the whole fucking story. And I let him kind of become this person. And I, until still to this day, I give her a big shout out. So guys, make sure that you're not falling into that trap. You know, don't fall, don't, don't fall for it on the one side where you're seeing people drive around in nice cars. You're seeing them live in a nice neighborhood. You see, uh, you know, you see a good looking couple and, and, and then you automatically assume that, that they're, that they're perfect, that they never fight. Um, you know, I, I get that a lot. We get that a lot from my exes. My exes were really big on like Snapchat and social media, constantly posting this shit. I'm a very thoughtful, very sweet guy. So everybody was like, oh, man, look, at you guys look so happy together. You guys must never fight. You guys probably have the perfect relationship. And I'm like, dude, it's not even close to being like that, right? Perception is reality. But then don't fall for it from the other side where you're automatically assuming, where you look at that person, you're like, man, what the fuck can I learn from him? Like, fuck right. him. Who the fuck do you think he is? Or right. whatever. And trust me, I, this is something that I struggle with all the time. As an right. entrepreneur, as a successful entrepreneur, a lot of times I'm like, oh, man, fuck. If this guy went to college, oh, fuck, man. I'm, I'm going to have to hear some dumbass shit about how he's trying to get a fucking job or something, right? <laughs> and most times it ends up, you know, once I let my put my ego aside and say, you know what, Brian, shut the fuck up. You, your mentor has taught you to be a learn-it-all, not a know-it-all. Yes. Why don't you, you know, let, let's just hear what these people got to say. More, more, more times than not, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, it wasn't the best conversation that I've had, but I took something away from it. I learned something from it as opposed to completely cutting it off. Right. So that, so hopefully the audience can hear that these are principles that VP himself is working on. So I'm not going to say don't judge a book by its cover. Just, you know, keep it real with yourselves. Like, and I got to keep it real with myself. Like, we are flawed. We are humans. So you're going to do it. But try to do it less going forward than you used to. Give yourself an opportunity. And I would say one place to start is somebody who you claim you've known for five years, but y'all really just say hi and bye in public and you really just like a couple of posts. Like, take some time to sit down with them. Get to know them and learn some things, you know, ask them about their life and listen, you know, instead of just spewing whatever, you know, ranting and and gossiping, like talk real shit, try it out. And you might, somebody you never really knew like that could be somebody you can have a, you know, a future, you know, expanded relationship with. I dare y'all to try it out. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I double dog, triple dare you (laughs) to 
try mm-hmm. that shit out. I've, as I said, I've been learning this, man. My mentor, one of my mentors, because I have a lot of mentors out there. Mm-hmm. One of my mentors in the world, uh, he's a he's a global citizen, and he's got houses all over the world. Yeah. One of his houses happened to be in Yucatan, Mexico, in the, the city of Merida. So I went to go hang out with him for a while. And we're literally just hanging out in all these small towns, exploring these little caves and, and going out to eat to these little places. And he just talked with everybody. And he, he not only not only does he talk with everybody, but he's genuinely interested in people's story. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. As long as somebody's not being negative, as long as somebody's not being rude, you know, then he was genuinely interested. And, mm-hmm. and we, you know, we were having these deep conversations and people, with street peddlers would come and try to sell us shit. And he would stop our conversation and just start bullshitting with them. And I'm like, Ed, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, why the fuck are you even, like, why do we even waste our time? Like, we already know we don't want to buy this shit. We already know that they're just going to waste our time. And he's like, oh, man, it's all about human interaction. And he taught me that if you just have basic, genuine human interactions with everybody that you meet, the world is just such a much more amazing place. And honestly, everything happens for you at that point. Eventually, like ever since that happened back in May of this year, ever since I came back, I've been implementing that and, and I've been able to generate properties this way. I've been able to generate money this way. I've been able to generate investors this way. I've been able to generate awesome, awesome, awesome new friendships this way. Just amazing by just having basic human interaction, meeting with people going out of your way. And then when you do talk to these people, talk to them when you're genuinely interested it's not like just shut the fuck up so i can talk scenario no you're you're genuinely interested in hearing and learning from them man the world becomes such a much more amazing place yes yeah definitely now that's that's amazing you know because so what i'll add to that is a lot of people are shielded and guarded and might you know this might not even click Period. Not at the first, not at the time that we're recording and this gets released. It might take a couple more examples. It might take a different book or whatever. But a lot of people's first reaction to open up or listen more, care more, be genuine, be unselfish is, well, what happens when I get fucked? What happens when people take advantage of me? And I, right, I would assume you and your mentor and six actual successful people out there would say that definitely happens, but it happens so much less often than the rewarding scenarios. And the rewarding scenarios is why you are the way you are in the first place. Like if it, if it requires shit, you would do it. Like people who are driven to be successful are doing what it takes to be successful. So being genuine, is what it takes. So to learn that, like that, it, it's that simple. Stop trying to look for a way around it. When somebody gives you fair advice, learn how to change yourself to be that person instead of changing the advice so it can fit whatever you already were. Exactly, and that we have that we have that issues as minorities. You know, we have yeah. that tough outer shell. Um, our parents are very, very uh, negative. Our 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 elders, our elders are very very um suspicious of everything everything has got you know there's there's an angle to everything you got to be careful with everybody everybody's out to type of screw you type scenario and unfortunately that just breeds a very very fucked up mentality where yeah you're really going you're you're constantly focusing on the negative so you said it correctly out of the hundred times that you have a conversation you might get screwed over five times out of those hundred but people, yeah. because of the programming, they they're tend to focus on the negative. Yes. They tend to focus on the bad. Honestly, people could have just paid attention, and because I wasn't hiding the fact that I was an entrepreneur. Shit, I talked about it in my poetry. <laughs> if, if they wanted to, they would have known, but they didn't want to know. They wanted yes. to know what they wanted to know. Yeah. So, yeah, just like you said, you know, the, the good outweighs the bad. I promise you that you will get screwed over. Because that's what you're putting it out to the universe. Mm. You are literally, wow. you're, you're, because of the law of attraction, and this is a whole different conversation for a whole different time, but right. because of the law of attraction, you're literally attracting this. You're, you're thinking about getting screwed over, getting screwed over, getting screwed over. You might be saying, I don't want to get screwed over. I hope I don't get screwed over. I hope, but you're, that, well, that's what you're putting out to the universe. That's, what you, that's the energy that you're putting out there. So that's exactly what you're attracting back. 
And you have to be very, very cautious of that. So if you go out there with good intention, and my mentor tells me all the time, set the intention beforehand. Mm. You set the intention with yourself. My intention is to go to this event and meet five quality people. You may meet an asshole. As soon as as soon as they start with their bullshit, you fucking peace. I ain't got time for this shit. Next. But you are purposely setting the intention. As opposed to not setting the intention, you're just, oh, whatever happens, happens. You know, if I meet somebody good, good. If not, then that's fine. And I'll just Yeah. That's not the way that you want to do it in this scenario. You definitely want to put it out there and you and you want to make sure that you're learning from individuals. You know, you want to make sure that you're constantly opening. You're open. One of the one of the actually the three worst, most dangerous words in the English language mm-hmm. in this order. I know that. Oh, <laughs> in that order. Those are by far the most dangerous language in our mm. vocabulary. We all say that. Jamal, how many people have come up to you? Hey, man, I want to start my business. Well, here's what you do. I know that. Yeah. Motherfucker, why the fuck don't you fucking do it then? <laughs> man, let me, again, let me not even, let me get off. Let me get off the high horse and get in the seat because you're talking to me. I say I know so often. Maybe I'm going to do a little bit better. But man, is that in my recent history and lifelong history. So, so never mind. I'm not judging. Nope. Not, only am I ta- not only am I talking to you, I'm talking uh-huh. to me. Yes. yes. This is a never-ending battle. Yes. This is never going to go away. Like you're, That side of your mind that says, I know that, which is known as your ego self. Yeah. Your ego self has been with you from the very beginning, and your ego self knows you better than anybody else. Yes. So one thing that your ego self does not want to do the one thing that it hates more than fucking anything in the world is change. Mm. It loves being in its comfort zone. And however, your comfort zone is where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. The reason why you're not more or less in, in your world is because that's your comfort zone right now. You're comfortable there. The reason for all you guys listening that say, hey, man, you know, I'm working at a, at a job right now and I would love to start my own fucking business just like Jamel or BP or like that sounds nice. I would love to not come to work every fucking day. The reason why you're there is because that's what you've been putting out there. Yeah. You know, you, that's your comfort zone. You're comfortable with people telling you what the fuck to do. You're comfortable knowing how much money you're going to make. You're comfortable knowing that if I come to this place, I, it may not be the best thing that I have. It's like a fucking being in a shitty relationship, you know? Yeah. You're comfortable there. Uh, may, you know, if I go out there and I'm going to have to start dating again, and I'm going to have to do this and that, and yeah, you know, my, my, my boyfriend, he, you know, he might beat the shit out of me sometimes, but, uh, you know, like, I don't really like want to go check anything else out. I'm not really sure. You're comfortable. Right. And I know that is what keeps you comfortable. And trust me, I struggle with this all the time. Understanding that that is constantly in your mind is step number one to eventually getting you to change that. Okay. And, and when people looked at me initially from the poetry stance and said, oh, man, look at this guy. Oh, I know that. I, I, know, I know these type of men. You know how many women have told me that? I know your type. Really? Yeah. What is my type? Right, I'm, right. I'm still figuring out who the fuck I am. Like, I'm still figuring right. out my type. You, you tell me. I mean, but that's what it is. It's their stories. Mm-hmm. And once again, your audience, do not fall victim to that. You know, don't judge a book by its cover. Now, you can tell a lot by a cover, mm-hmm. but it's not wise to judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. You can be, you know, you can be more cautious of things. You can be a little bit perceptive of things, but do not judge a book because you do not know you don't know what the content is and even if somebody's going through a bad point in their life right now and they and they're in a, in a place where they're not a good person right now that doesn't mean that they are not trying to be or that they never were and you don't know their situation you don't know their fucking situation i i, I was in haiti as i mentioned and one of the things that you hear from conservative americans is why don't people in these countries just pull themselves up from their bootstraps mm-hmm. like we did? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, fuck you. Fuck right. you. You don't know what it is to eat a fucking mud pie. Mm. You got fucking running water and electricity. If you're broke, you can go to local services here provided by the government to help you and shit. Right. Right. You, you can go down to the local McDonald's or the Starbucks to use their fucking Wi-Fi and start right. a business if you wanted to. You can't fucking do that shit in Haiti. Right. 
right. very easy and for somebody to be like, oh, well, they're fucked up. You know, I'm not fucked up. I would never do be that fucked up. Fuck them. I'm the shit. You know, it's, exactly. it's very, very easy to fall exactly. into that realm. So, so I, I want to remind your audience not to fall mm -hmm. into that realm. No, this is this one I can't glass over. The Starbucks and the McDonald's Wi-Fi is always free. It's not conditionally free. It's not so you can be a millionaire and you can walk in there and take free resources. And that's exactly what the top, you know, top earning individuals do is go find tax breaks. And a lot of the problem that we as a society has is a lot of that is 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 legal, you know, by quote unquote rights, you know, in that right or wrong state of mind. It's okay to do. So instead of complaining about it all the time, you need to pick up a book or reach out to a mentor and pay if you have to and figure out how to play this game in the system that we have so that you too can benefit from the resources that we have available instead of bitching that somebody else is doing that and is having a dream car in the house and whatever your goals are. Do the same. Damn right. Damn right, man. And then, you know, that when you start looking at the world from that aspect, like, mm -hmm. hey, who the fuck am I to judge somebody over there? Yeah, they somebody's over here robbing liquor stores, but fuck, I don't know their situation. I don't yeah. know what they're going through. I don't know what happened in their life over the last whatever, 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 right? But on the flip side of that, just like you said, take advantage of those resources. They are there. I, it pisses me off, man. It pisses me off. And this is why I started charging for mentorship because a lot once people found out through home based poetry that I that I was an entrepreneur, hey BP, can I can I pick your brain? I wanna talk to you about starting my own business. I wanna talk to you about this real estate thing, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Bro, every single one of these fucking people was a waste of fucking time. <laughs> not only did they not do what I told them to do, but they did the complete opposite. Oh, and sometimes man. I instructed them not to do something and that's exactly what they did. Yep. Now, you know, it is what it is, but what they didn't do is they didn't take advantage of the resources. And a lot of these people I would run into two, three years down the line, I'm progressing, I'm moving, I'm growing, and these motherfuckers are still working at the same fucking job that they fucking hate, saying, hey, man, you know, one of these days, like, let, let, you know, let's follow up and I'll talk to you about, like, what I haven't done so far. <laughs> and all of these opportunities are there. My mom used to say, el que busca encuentra, which is Spanish, uh, in, in, in English, it translates to, if you seek it, you'll find it. Okay, yes. There is no lack of information out there in the world right now. Nah. It's just what we choose to do. Right. And because of the bullshit stories that we have in our head all the fucking time, we choose to believe that information is not is reserved for somebody else. Mm -hmm. That information, I cannot. I mean, fuck, MIT has their goddamn courses online for free. M-I-fucking-T mm -hmm. right. has courses online for free. That's one example, yeah. One example, bro. <laughs> like, fuck, the, the amount of shit that you can learn on YouTube, the amount of shit that you can learn on Google, the amount of shit that you can learn from your local library, the amount of shit that you can learn by finding the person who is doing what you want to be doing, sitting there asking them and actually doing what the fuck they tell you to fucking right. do <laughs> is incredible. Yet, yet, people are out there bitching and complaining about how they have to go back to work on fucking Monday. Right, right, right. It's fucking insane, man. Saw you, saw you, and 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 if that's actually what you want to do, there's people out there who are happily going to work. So shout out to them. If you're, if if forty hours a week, if that if that structure works for you, then congratulations. You've been you know you've been learning how to do it for all these years, and you found an opportunity that that is good enough for you. Good for you. That's great. Like if you if you all step back to my story, you know I kept getting pushed out. I didn't have no choice. Like I couldn't. I kept trying to make me a white man. I'm never going to be that. And I, and so it was just like, look, I got to figure this shit. I got a family now. It's, it's beyond, never mind what I want. Now I need to provide for other people. You know what I mean? And so that, I, honestly, that, that is when change happens is when you, yes, need. When you are forced. Necessity, to. 
the necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. And most of you motherfuckers out there listening have no idea how fucking strong you are. Mm. No, none of you motherfuckers have any idea how fucking resilient you are, mm. how goddamn creative you are, how fucking awesome of a networker and a connector you can fucking be if you just put a little bit of fucking time and effort into it. None of you motherfuckers have that idea. Mm. All you motherfuckers out there believe what you currently believe and are where you are because you believe what you do. Mm-hmm. But seriously, if you were just to take that same amount of energy that you spend on stupid shit, worrying about what the fuck LeBron James said or didn't say, whatever the latest style is, whatever the latest song is, looking cool at the club, spending this money here, doing that, impressing people who don't even give a fucking shit about you. Seriously, man, most of you guys have no fucking idea the fucking large power that you have inside of you. And it's your job to go look for it. It's your job to activate it. That motherfucker is there, but it doesn't just happen. It's your job to make it fucking happen. Mm -hmm. And seriously, man, if you're still bitching and complaining after hearing this podcast, I I don't know what the fuck to fucking tell you. (laughs) I really, I don't know what the fuck, I don't know how else to fucking help you out. Seriously. Wow, that's like, that's real. And, and, you know, and, and even that, even that, so people will, you know, it's okay. Like, it's okay to have, you know, the little vices, the little hobbies. Like, you can't be serious all the time. And you can, people, the first thing people say when they hear something like this, internally, I guarantee you, I, I mean, you can do both. I, I don't have to be, you're right, you can, but are you? Look at your results and ask yourself, are you actually checking TMZ the, and also the checking? Problem, the problem is when you speak put more energy into those things than you do into the shit that actually matters. That's right. That's right. You, If you're living your fucking life and you are a diehard fucking, I don't know, Raiders fan, Denver Broncos fan, whatever fan, and you want to fucking go chase the team every fucking Sunday, paint your goddamn face, yell at the fucking TV or yell at the stadium, if you want to spend all that money, then that's fine. That's fine. If you're already living your best life, most people don't. Most people use those things, those vices as ways to forget how much their life actually fucking sucks. (laughs) And it only sucks because they're not doing what they don't want to be doing. When you are forced to do something you don't want to, it's no longer fun. Right. Like it is absolutely no longer fun. So I, I want to remind you guys out there, that you know, it's okay. I don't 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 get this twisted. Don't say, well, fuck this motherfucker. Like he wants me to be a square. I'm, no, fuck you, dude. I, I fucking I smoke. I drink. I chill. I'm a lazy ass motherfucker. I am a fucking lazy ass motherfucker. But because I'm a la- because I'm a lazy ass motherfucker, I've learned about something called business systems mm-hmm. that allow your business to run without you physically having to be the one running it. How did I find that information? By fucking seeking it out. Mm. By understanding, look, man, I, I've worked my ass off for many years. I don't want to continue working my ass off for many years. I do want to continue making money. How do I make that happen? And that's where I was able to do that. But, guys, this is all the same shit. This was all the same information. Right. Now, does that mean that I don't watch stupid videos? Like, fuck, I just watched a dumb comic book video, Dark Side versus Thanos. It was a 25-minute video on fucking YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to get out of that for business? Nothing. So I'm not saying that it's not like you can't do those things. What I am saying, though, is that the majority of your energy should be focused on how can you achieve better than what you are? How can you move further? How can you learn something? Even if you're going to, even if you're not cut out to be an entrepreneur, because most people are not, right. learn how to take advantage of these tax codes. Learn how to take advantage of the shit that your that your city already has available. Learn how to take advantage of these down payment assistant programs. Learn how to take advantage of all this shit that is out there available for you anyway. Mm-hmm. If you just fucking search and look for it. Right. Right. Perfect. Perfect, man. Perfect. Perfect. So you know what? This is this is good. We can start to wrap up here because if because there was enough action items, there was enough information here for y'all and if you are going to learn from it then you'll then then you are going to go seek out 
you know, BP or myself. And if you're not going to do it, then why are we still talking? You know, why are you still listening? You know? And more importantly, why the fuck are you still complaining? Yeah, you're right. So at that point, please shut up because you had the opportunity. You know, the man isn't against you. You're against if you. Don't, if you don't know something, like if you didn't know that the, that the resources were available until now, then that's okay. You know what? You don't know what you don't know. And a lot of times everybody doesn't know what they don't know. Sure. But once you know and once you've been made aware of that, then there is absolutely no excuse for that. Yep. So, yeah, I, as we're wrapping up over here, if anybody wants to connect with me, you can follow me on social media at Cashflow Creator. You can also follow what me and my business partner do at AZ Flip Guys. If you guys uh, are interested in real estate, we do a live show every single Friday at noon, Arizona time. And, and it, we, have, we have a live show where you can come in and actually – ask questions depending on what topic we're talking about you can actually interact with myself and my business partner who have been in real estate for uh, he's been in, in real estate for 10 12 years i've been in real estate for 12 years so we have a lot of experience under our belt plus we always bring in a guest that you guys can ask on a certain topic excuse me and if you guys are uh interested in learning more about real estate in general you can look look us up on itunes under flipping fridays that's the okay. name of our podcast flipping fridays and from there, we have pretty much most of our episodes uploaded. And honestly, guys, this goes back to the same point about just seeking the information. If you ever wanted to be a real estate investor in any sense, whether it's flipping contracts, whether it's flipping houses, whether it's buying apartment complexes, if you start from episode one and you listen to every single fucking episode, I have covered every single topic from newbie to every single topic that is available in this realm. Hell, I've even whooped out boards and numbers and, and given out displays. I mean, all kinds of shit. All the information mm -hmm. is there for you to find. So, yeah, you guys can find me on there. Uh, if you guys happen to find me on uh, social media, just give me a shout-out. Tell me that you heard about me on this show. I would love to connect with you, bring any questions that you may have, and I would love to connect with you there. Uh, the one thing that I will put out there that I that I um, that I recommend to everybody, and is something that I recommend to my students, there's a book out there called The Compound Effect mm. by a guy named Darren Hardy. Yes, yes, great book. Don't don't just read it. Study mm. this book. Yes, this book is one of the pillars for what I show in my lessons, and you you the compound effect talks about these little tiny things that go unnoticed that eventually create this huge, huge result. So I would highly, highly encourage you guys to take a look at that. Um, other than that, I just want to remind you guys of the topics, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. Be very, right. very cautious. And then uh, don't, don't fall for perceptions. Perceptions are reality, but they're not real. So when, if you think somebody's doing good or you think somebody's living good, uh, it's not real. My massage therapist here in Phoenix uh, massages a few players for the Cardinals. And she tells me that even these people are still like, hey, man, can you, like, can you do a massage here? I'll get you when I get my check next week. Wow. Even professional athletes <laughs> are still wow. living to paycheck. Perception is not reality guys so just be very very cautious with that and then the last thing that we talked about is just if you want it bad enough you'll find it yeah. and honestly man you could be you could be working at a fucking shitty ass job right now you could be living in a crappy ass home you could be in a really fucked up situation a really fucked up relationship not happy at all i want you to understand that there is a lot more in you if you just search it out and if you activate it, it's in there. Every single one of us has it in there. You just need to take the time and energy to fucking extract it. I hope this message reaches whoever it was supposed to reach yeah. because I know for a fact that somebody out there is going to take this shit and be like, God damn it, that motherfucker was talking to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, want, and we want nothing more than for you to take. I don't, I mean, you know, the, the, the acknowledgement, whatever, that's cool. But let's see the results. You know, come, 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 come to BP and come to myself because you implemented something and you saw that work. Come to the book. Compound effect is ten dollars new, and even less than that. Use never mind. You know, if you just go search, you know, like just if you don't even want to support financially, you know, it. Then go get the. There are certain websites that you can.
and get the audio yeah. book for free. Uh, yeah. Download Audible and fucking uh, and get it for free for and your first free, book. Right, get a free trial. <laughs> and if you don't like Audible, then don't do it anymore. Like, there's so many. It's like these are so simple ways to change your life. This this one book. So so at this point, if you don't. If if all you got is he cussed a lot and then, you know, for five minutes he really talked about us bad and hurt my feelings and you don't even get to the part where he mentioned compound effect or you do get here but you don't do nothing about it, fuck you, period. <laughs> that's, that's that's insulting to hey. all, all of us, bro. All of us. And, and, or women. He said it. Whoever. He said it, not me. That, right, right. I need, you know, I need to decide, I need to decide, you know, because you, you know, you take too much I had, I had to get you, you know, you can be, I would never say that. Oh, man, I really, really appreciate the opportunity yeah, to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to share this, this knowledge that I have in me. And I really, really hope that you, the audience, get something in for it. Um, please reach out to me if you do listen to the podcast and you did get something out of it. I love getting those messages. And if you need clarification about anything that I said, by all means, find me. Instagram is probably the, the uh, most best way because I'm pretty much filled up on my Facebook. But uh, at Cashflow Creator, you can mm -hmm. just uh, follow me there. Send me a message. I would love to connect with you. So anyway, Jamal, I really appreciate you. I got to go wrap up these kids, uh, these gifts for these kids. I got 50 kids that we're sponsoring for our nonprofit that they're all from a very poor neighborhood here in Sunny Slope. And we're going to give them a Christmas that they weren't able to have so anyway really really appreciate the opportunity coming on here and i and i will talk to you soon buddy so give me one question one last question this whole thing sure. starts with, with a with a mention of fuck your couch is it just going to be an urban legend or do you are we going to try to do this just one time so i was i was talking to my co-host um uh miss mocha you you mm -hmm. know mocha I, I ran into her at the um you know i ran into her at the jam session and stuff and we're talking and she's like, so are we going to do this or not? And I'm like, look, honestly, I have been trying to kill Fuck Your Couch. Like, okay. and, I, and I have been trying to go to, to the Facebook page and, and, and delete it. But every time I do, I'm just like, oh, man. Like, I still feel a certain type of way because I wasn't able to accomplish it. Right. And if you know me, man, I'm a man of my fucking word. Like, that shit bothers the fuck out of me that it never happened. So... It still might happen, man. I mean, it, 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 it comes around all the fucking time. People are constantly asking about it. Obviously, the universe doesn't want me to get over it. So mm -hmm. I'm going to have to make it happen at some point or another. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll <laughs> That's see, the best bro. answer I can give you, man. But it's gonna, it, 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 it will most likely happen uh, because okay. it needs to happen at least once. Right. So with that, with that, so what will happen is you're about to do this, you know, do what this uh, Together We Grow. Please go look that up as well uh, across. Yeah, at, at, at Together We Grow PHX on Facebook mm -hmm. and on Instagram at Together We Grow PHX. That is the name of my nonprofit. Perfect. So he's about to go do that. You all should really send him appreciation for giving this much time. I thank you. I don't if, if nobody else got something, I got something out of it. I'm about to edit it and read it. <laughs> Y'all can listen or not. I'm listening. So with that, we're about to sign off. This was the Smart Done Podcast. Your, uh, the guest was BP, an amazing gentleman. Uh, now you know why I said why I was so excited. So everybody be blessed. Do better. I'm going to do the same. All right? <laughs>